You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. I might edit that out at some point. I don't know. It's, uh, uh oh, I got you in your own. Oh yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, we might we might should have her record this week on this week if Julia is in the studio. If Julia's in the studio, she's on flood watch today. Yeah, so I didn't realize so because Bree and I had talked because she sent Bree a message at like nine o'clock at night, like last Tuesday. After last we recorded. yeah, last Tuesday after <laughs> recorded, and she's like, "Do I have flood insurance?" And Bree's like, I'm "Like no. no, nobody does unless they buy it." Like, you have to specifically request flood insurance. And she's like, well, can I get it? And at that point in time, because the governor, the very night, was it, it was either Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning, the governor had dis, dis, declared uh, flood preparations for the state. So almost every flood coverage was either on a moratorium or their prices were like, phew, and we just yeah. got notice today earlier that um, one of our carriers has removed their moratorium and has opened it back up, but I haven't even looked at pricing. It was earlier that day. That's why she asked. Yeah. And and the thing is, when any official makes a declaration like that, insurance companies don't allow people to then go get flood insurance because that's just a yep. bad business. So her shop is like... Yeah, it's in a bad flood bad zone. Spot. Looking at the little graph, it's like light blue hers is like almost black it's so dark blue so and, and it's like right by her front door well, that so. just sounds like you need a new printer <laughs> true, <laughs> true. so yeah we we oh by the way this is episode 359 oh yeah of the new Let's utah podcast throw that out there so uh saturday i went and helped sandbag her shop for her we filled the whole back of my truck with like i think it was 40 bags well and she's next to a, a water source little cottonwood creek which yep. which definitely will probably see some some high levels um, but like we were talking about before we got on the air, the little bit of a heat warm up that we've had this week, I think today was 76 degrees and it's going back down and I think we'll come back up to like 70 in a week. That's really good. That's the kind of slower warm up that yeah. we need because it melts all the lower elevation snow first because it's still cold as shit up in the canyons. Yeah. So. It's when we have like 80s and get into the 80s for a couple of days that we start having problems well and and even if we get into the 80s for a couple of days if all this lower elevation snow has all met like we don't have any snow left yeah we're down here in the valley at all it's all gone and our yard is always like one of the last like we could we would probably have a glacier naturally yeah in our yard same with ours because you guys face north just like we do so yeah the backyard's dry and the front yard's still got well, snow. Well, I mean, you guys at least don't have anyone directly uh, east of you guys. Right. We have I'm... directly east and west, and we have tall trees. So our front yard does not get much sun, except for one spot that bakes um, because it gets sun. Like, <laughs> the more... only thing that grows there are those prickly weeds. <laughs> yeah, it, it bakes. Like There's like this one narrow strip in the front yard that That's just absolutely dead. bakes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, speaking of that, I'm gonna, um, cause the yard's pretty much dead because of the drought last year and us refusing to water it. And now I have to fix my sprinkler system. I'm planting clover this year. So I've got a bag of it and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go plunk up the yard and just throw some, pl- some clover seed down. Start letting it fill in. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I'm thinking about just paying someone to come aerate it and then throwing the seed down in the aeration holes. Now's the time I see all there. the aerators out there. Yeah, I need to. I think I'll have them do that. I think the ground's unfrozen now too, so I can probably yeah. go do my poop scooping this weekend. Oh, it is unfrozen. I know because we've been working on the chicken mansion. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, dude, that chicken mansion. 
Um, Jeremy, you sent me pictures of it. It's huge. Yeah. Well, so the whole point is we want them out of the shed. One I needed for my projects, junk, my stuff, <laughs> my yard stuff, and and all that kind of. Uh, plus, it gets stinky in there. It's not well ventilated. So the whole idea is that the only time they'll go in there is like if it's really cold in the winter. In the winter, yeah. Then I'll open the door, but there won't be anything in there. No food, no perch, no anything. So they'll just be sitting out in the area. So where are you going to keep their food? Just out in the out open? there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out there. It's your new thing that closes and opens when they peck at it or whatever. Yep. I'm and, gonna... and the hot spices. I guess that's not new. Yeah, that's not new, but yeah, the yeah. So it's all going to be outside. The whole idea being. You can check eggs, feed them, and water them without actually having to go in it. Which would be nice for your shoes. But that, yeah, but you still got to go in it, clean it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's specifically for Heather. Let me make yeah, this so clear. she can go get eggs each day. Heather does not want to go in it. I do not blame Heather. I like going in it. She wants to get the eggs because yeah, you go in it every once in a while. She doesn't want to go in there every day and That's have to true. have special so, shoes. It's and, primarily uh, Jonathan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the chicken stuff. So, so are you going to get rid of chickens when the kid goes away? Like, is that? Because you don't want to clean them anymore. No, well, I'm hoping with all the changes I'm making, that it's going to be so much. It's going to be a lot better. The whole, and then around the entire perimeter, there's going to be about a two foot metal piece. That's oh, that's at good. Ground level. What that does is then I'm going to fill the whole thing with a sh- a sawdust shavings. By having the border, they can't just flip it out. Yeah. But right. by having like a two or three inch bed of sawdust on the whole floor, that'll really help. It won't stink. It. And then, anyway, so I'm hoping... You'll be able to kind of muck it like a stall. Yeah, exactly. Then when it does get bad, you just go in there, rake it up, put it in the wheelbarrow, either throw it in the compost or toss it if needs be. Probably throw it in the compost, though. That's like some nutrient-rich stuff, man. So where the chicken coop was, I'd been digging that dirt out. It's almost black. It's so... Are you good. just going to go move that over oh, to your flower beds? It's going right like, into the gardens. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no reason not to put it in the It's gardens. got chicken poo plus all of the... Biodegraded stuff. Yeah, the vegetables we give them that they don't quite eat. It gets all mixed in there and grass. Have I mean, you, uh, so the asparagus box is still there? Nope. No, you moved it? No, it's gone. I you just, just got rid of it? I just tore it out because. When uh, I was a little girl, my sandbox naturally grew asparagus because whoever like, <laughs> had their garden there so you, before. Okay, so I thought you were just going to go out to that. So now it makes sense why it looks so much bigger to me because you did pull the box out. I did pull the box. It's about center of where the box was. So where are you going to, the pool can still go. Yeah. Your redneck pool still going to work. redneck above ground pool still, still be there. Okay. All that'll be fine. One less thing to water, one less thing to mow. I'm happy. <laughs> That's a big yard to mow, that's for sure. And the watering, well, we'll see. You get secondary water like an asshole. So Yeah. However, I am very responsible with my secondary water. Yeah, we talked about it a lot last a ton year. Last year, so I'm just afraid because, you know, we've got all this water and we are going to be filling up reservoirs. Bear Lake, <clears throat> you know, we take our annual trip this year. They're expecting Bear Lake to rise seven feet. Uh, which is fantastic because it was a little low last year. It was way low. Like, like I remember how big of a beach we got as a result yeah. of that <laughs> from Ideal Beach. Well, that, that first year that we went, the water was pretty much right up to the side of the road. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then the second year, remember the hike we had to take uh-huh. to get out there? And then by last year, because last year was our fourth. No, you don't remember the second year. No, no, because we, no, we didn't go the second side, year. So the the second year you guys took a hike. The third year, like when we went last year, the was, Ideal Beach was a long walk. It was a nice long beach that way. A long walk, and then our boat day was canceled, but they'd had to put uh, the temporary yeah, floating like yeah. so far out there. So that'll be good. That'll be good. It'll be good for all the reservoirs to get that water back. But um, the dumb people that are like, yay, there's water. We don't have to be careful. 
Like, no, you no. should still be working towards making long-term changes. Even to... with all of it we get, it's still not going to put us back even close to No, it. we're still going to be in a drought. That's why I want to put clover out front. If the clover works great out front, I'm going to fucking redo the backyard with it, too. I'm excited to see how it goes, too, because I'm Because as long as it. it looks okay, that's the thing for me. Like, if it doesn't look great, I'll just zero. I'll just rip it out and zero-scape. Yeah. Because I don't... We probably don't even have to rip it out. We could probably zero-scape around it. If a little bit of clover grows up, who cares? I like clover. It opens and There's closes so the There's so many fucking weeds and trees that I would have hmm. to actually rip it out to zero-scape it. It wouldn't properly zero-scape otherwise, and then you'd be out there weeding every weekend. Yeah. Well, and speaking of all that, garden season is vastly approaching, so... Despite the crazy weather, uh, any underground planting can already been can already be done. Potatoes, carrots, beets, anything that's underground. I was gonna I was gonna ask. I, I think now is the time we can do that. So yeah. all of your underground stuff can go down. The rule of thumb ooh, this year's oh, yeah, this year's a little different, but it's uh, St. Patrick's Day is kind of the generic rule of thumb for underground items. Mother's Day's once again, the generic rule of thumb for the majority of it. And by Father's Day, you want everything, everything in if you're going to harvest by the end of the season. Yeah. And those are those are rough dates. Rough dates, but that's kind like, of what... If you put stuff in at St. Patrick's Day this year, you might have some issues with whatever you planted. Yeah, well, you probably wouldn't have been able to. Cause yeah, the ground, was, the ground was still very frozen, actually, because I tried to pick poop up and I was ripping up chunks of my yard. <laughs> so I know how frozen the ground still was. Um, it doesn't seem to be now. And finally, we don't have mud. Like, it's been with all the snow and the wetness and the the dog has just been, like, she's out there for five minutes and she's covered in mud. Yep. Our dogs, too. And then with tearing out all that chicken stuff, it's been oh, a yeah. mud hole. My whole backyard is just, so. and the back patio is covered in mud just from going back and forth. So mm-hmm. it's finally dried out. Well, and then speaking of gardens, uh, Wasatch Community Garden is doing their spring plant sale. Saturday, May 13th. So that's a little ways away, but yeah, but it's huge. They have over 400 different plants. They're, they are asking for volunteers, so if anybody is wanting to volunteer, just go to wasatchcommunitygarden.com. They're happy to take volunteers, but they've got everything you could think of. Uh, it's up by the U, um, and it, it's their annual event. Go check it out if you're planning on putting in the garden this year. I need to go get some seeds, I think, actually. You know, I don't, I know you swear by the seeds at IFA, but I don't feel like I've ever had any difference between them and like stuff at Walmart. I'm going to try some new stuff this year. I'm going to make some boxes to line out some stuff, I think. I'm going to try to trellis, um, use, I'm just going to use the lattice that exists, but I'm going to try and trellis the cucumbers. Uh, this year. As long as your dog leaves them alone. (laughs) They'll fucking grow. They didn't grow last year. Um, so I'm going to try a few things. I'm going to try and box carrots because I've had issues like the carrots. I'll usually get a few to grow because I'm kind of lazy how I plant them. Um, but they're so hard to get out of the soil at the end of the season because it's, it's kind of, they grow around the rocks. Yeah. And so I want to, I think I'm going to do like a raised box for the carrots. That's just a little bit higher that I could even pop the side off and then just pull the carrots out easily. So if, if you want in the next couple of weeks to come get a few buckets full of really good chicken poo soil, come and get it. I might do that. Might take you up on it for sure. I mean, I've got. Or maybe we take some buckets over and put them in your truck and you bring them since I don't really <laughs> so want it in the CRV. Smell like chicken poop soil. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm willing to haul a bunch of stuff in the CRV. I, I don't know if I really think, want to haul, haul actual. I think shit. I'm actually going to try and dig out my compost this year because it's been there for like three years oh, now, yeah. and I think it'll be. Dude, it's been there for five. You keep saying three for everything, forgetting that COVID has been three years, and we haven't done anything well, during COVID. I did it bef- before did, COVID, like, right so, before, like mm-mm. 2019. I thought is when I did it. Yeah, that bottom probably eight inches to 12 inches is probably perfect. I haven't been putting, like, I didn't clip grass last year, and that's a huge part of what goes on it. So, um, but yeah, I bet there's some really good stuff in that compost heap now that I can throw on top. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's, uh, uh, you have a new project. Oh, I got a new project that I thought that's really cool. So, Bree, I don't know if you remember back when we were in high school, they used to have the class where they would build the house. Do you remember? And that? then we would decorate it because yeah. I was an interior designer. Yeah. So, um, one of my contractors contacted me about designing a house for one of the local schools. Oh, how cool. So I'm actually in the process of designing a house. Where is it? Uh, it's in the Alpine area. So I, that's where my rich brother lives. So I'm designing the house that they're going to build next year. I, I told him, I said, you know, I have, when I was in high school, they did that, but I haven't heard, I haven't heard of any schools doing it since then. And he said, yeah, they've really been pushing to, to bring it back. So it's part of the construction class. And then yes, the interior design students do the interior work and all that. But anyway, I just thought that was kind of cool to be part of that. I'm, I'm really happy to see that coming back again. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. Uh, we drive past the house. So the house that we decorated was right on, um, 62nd mm-hmm. uh, on your way to the freeway by the school right there. And so, and the one that we got to decorate was right by the fence and it was really cool. So yeah, just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, oh, I wanted to talk about Easter real quick. We don't do Easter really too much. I mean, the kids are out of the house. Um, we have a tradition where I go buy a really big spiral cut ham and, and then we eat ham and for I, weeks. And then I smoke mm-hmm. it and then we eat ham for like a week and a half. We cooked our ham, so we've got lots of ham ourselves. I love ham. I bought a few uh, corned beef briskets too around St. Patrick's Day when they were really cheap and threw them in the freezer because those are great any time of year. I love corned beef, yeah, anytime. Um, but uh, we, uh, we saw some videos of people doing Easter egg hunts for their dogs. And Phoebe is a big nose work dog. Like, she's a big nose dog. She does... We, we can do scent work with her. And, uh, she was actually trained for a while to do it, but then COVID and they didn't have classes and stuff anymore. So, uh, we did an Easter egg hunt for her. We took a bunch of those plastic Easter eggs and, uh, filled them with her dinner and a few treats outside of just her regular kibble. She had a ball, man. 36 eggs, uh, took her somewhere between 20 and 30 minutes to, uh, I didn't even think it took her that long because I was having so much fun. Yeah, it was a, it was a blast. I've got a few videos of it where she's just like sniffing around, find the eggs. I mean, we didn't hide them in like crazy tough spots, but, uh, they're trying to take pictures of the cat over there now. Keeps moving. <laughs> Jeremy likes to, cause the cat thinks he's a human. So she's always our guest. She says, That's a boy. It's a boy cat. Or he sits next to me. Yeah, he always sits up on one of the chairs. That's funny. It's because he likes to sit on your chair when you're not in Yeah, he chair. sleeps on your chair during the week. Cause you have a, apparently a sensitive bum and you have a I, pad on your chair. Like I come in here all the time well, and he's asleep on that it's chair. It's funny cause I've had this pad back to when we were using the folding chairs. Yeah. Maybe he just likes the smell of your ass. Maybe. <laughs> He's like, I don't get this any other day of the week. <laughs> He's not here. I can't sleep on his ass. So I'm the <laughs> next best thing. 
Uh, I wanted to talk about one other bit of news, actually, because I, I read this uh, yeah, yesterday or today. I don't remember which, um, but uh, it is an interesting thing. So if you are in the world of international travel these days um, and are in need of a passport and yours has expired, you're going to be waiting a while. Um, the passport offices are really backed up, like six to nine months backed up. So if you have plans in the next couple of years even, you should probably work on your passport now. They're good for a long time. Don't let it expire. Um, give yourself plenty of time to renew. But because of that, uh, our Congress critters up in uh, Capitol Hill in, in uh, Washington, D.C., uh, have been pushing to have a passport office added to Salt Lake City. Oh, good. So there is a, there is a requirement that the, uh, I don't remember which division controls the passport office, but, um, basically there's a requirement that they should be making sure we have enough passport offices to handle the population, blah, 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 and geographically separated. And the closest passport offices to us are San Francisco, Houston, Los, Los Angeles, I'm saying closest, and Aurora, Colorado, which is in the Denver area. All of them over 10 hours drive. Now, the Denver one's like an hour by plane and then like probably another 30 to 45 minute drive from the fucking Denver airport, maybe an hour, depending on traffic. I would, well, Aurora is actually one of the closer areas to the airport, I think. Yeah. It's on that side of Denver. So maybe like 25, 30 minutes to the. Aurora is where I lived when we lived. That's yeah, technically where we lived. That's where Cassie's friend's parents yeah. lived uh, when she was in Denver is in Aurora. So, but, uh, Regardless, so their argument is, hey, you know, Salt Lake is actually geographically separate from all of those. We would serve a pretty big region. Well, and we're huge. Idaho, Wyoming, yeah. you know, northern Nevada would come here, like Wendover um, would all be able to come here. That's why it takes so long. It's because you go to our office to do the paperwork, but then they have to mail it all well, out. Well, there's no office. You, no, you when you mail in your paperwork, you don't mail it to Salt Lake. Yeah, no, you're, you're mailing usually to San Francisco yeah. most often, but you're going to like the post office to get all the paperwork yeah. done. Cause we went to the harem and when we did ours just before. But if you need to actually go like talk to a consulate or talk to someone in the passport office, or you if to, you're renewing, you have to call or you have to go there in person. And to go there in person is, you know, absurd for someone that lives in Salt Lake right now. So, um, I just thought it was cool. It'd be uh, really nice to have a passport office here. You know, one of the arguments was we're clearly inundated with passport requests. We need to have more people uh, handling them. And so just kind of be aware if you need your passport, it's going to take a while, like six to nine months right now, I think, is the, the hang time for them. So. When we got ours to go on our cruise in 2019, it was a couple of weeks. Well, that was the first time you got your passport? I've, I've had one. It had just it had it expired. expired. Yeah, don't let your passport expire so I, either. I had to redo the thing, but it was, I don't know, maybe a month. Yeah, it was pretty fast yeah. when we got our. Didn't really think all of it, but then COVID and everything else, and even when I had, even when I got mine during COVID, when I changed my name, it came really fast because yeah, so. people weren't traveling. Yeah, that's true. But now everything's open, everyone's traveling, and like a lot of people let their passports and stuff. Josh let his expire, and now his company needs to send him to Ireland, so they're actually paying to expedite processing. Which is expensive, mm -hmm. but it's still not very fast. It would be very nice to have one here in Salt Lake. Yeah, it would be great. I just thought that was worth mentioning because I think it's a potentially a really cool um, thing that we could have added here. Um, also, in that same vein, the federal government is hiring like I want to say like twenty thousand new IRS agents. A huge chunk of those are going to be up in Ogden at the IRS <laughs> center up there. So, um, you know, in our two point four percent unemployment rate in the state here. 
<laughs> They're going to have a hard time finding people, I think. <laughs> um, it's still a worker's job market, and uh, you can thank your parents for that. Baby uh-huh. boomers are uh, the reason, so... All right, joining us this week is uh, Erica uh, Hogan. I almost, almost said, said after Hagen. we talked about, it, I almost said Hogan, and I, that's not even how I wanted to pronounce it initially. Um, but it's Erica Hogan uh, from the Land of Salt. You're a, a jewelry maker, a jewelry maker, and silversmith, right? Yes, that's correct. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. I don't actually know how we found you. It I, was through Julia, Julia, but it might have been like Instagram or something. She might have seen you. Do you go to like festivals and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. I think she's. I think you. You were vending some. Somewhere she was uh-huh. vending somewhere. Okay. Yeah. I think that's how that all Julia went. gets us a lot of guests just by talking to other vendors. And she's like, hey, I do a podcast here. Be on it. And then she doesn't show up to the podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> she's, dang, she's in trouble. Yeah. Well, she's on. She's She's got an excuse. She's on Flood Watch and she's trying to get her shop to be a full time business for her. And so she has some goals, and so she's spending as much time as she can there to try and hit these goals. Yeah, putting in eight, eight, nine, ten hours at her regular job, and then six, seven, eight hours oh, in the <laughs> evening. I mean, you've probably been there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there has been a many a late night at the shop. I, I luckily am far enough in that I've kind of gotten out of some of that stuff, but even just last week, I was getting ready for a show and was there till midnight. Hey, we. Jeremy, That's why you do stuff like that when you're young and not when you're old like us. <laughs> yeah, I try to do that stuff now. Um, thankfully, I don't have to go as many places and like be there physically. <laughs> but I find myself working twelve-hour days. Oh easy, yeah, all the time. Hour days. Yeah. Well, it's easy yep. to do when you like what you do. Right. That's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. If I hated it, I don't think I would be doing it so much. So, um, so uh, first question, really out of the gate for you, is uh, when's your birthday? When's my birthday? Yeah, well, you don't need the year. But. Um, it is in June, June 30th. I'm a cancer baby. Yeah, me too. So September 30th, October 1st-ish, your parents were at a party. It was your mom's <laughs> birthday. Dad's birthday. I unfortunately know exactly where I was conceived. Oh. Uh, me too. Oh. <laughs> Hers is a totally Mine different was a story. Hospital. That makes us like some form of Eskimo sisters, but like, I don't know, a different way. I don't know. But yeah, it was it was on the elk hunt, I believe. The elk hunt. That's yeah. romantic as hell. Yeah, you know, just <laughs> out Man. in the woods looking for primal. Ew. Yeah, that primal when primal I, instincts. When I was growing up, like women didn't usually go on the elk hunts. My it was mom a did. bunch of dudes. Mostly. I have I actually have pictures of my mom bathing me in like some basin thing because she took me on one. Yeah, I mean, oh. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but like. It wasn't very common that women went on the elk no, My like, mom never went hunting with my dad. Yeah. Like fishing with him once maybe. My mom ever. loved hunting. Oh yeah, my mom too. She's a, she's a badass. I mean, she doesn't really participate in the actual shooting of the animals as far as I know, but she, she'll help, uh, pack stuff out and she's, so she's, you're conceived she's awesome. on an elk hunt. I mean, that's, that's the story, but. I mean, that makes sense. That's <laughs> the right timing. That's, right that's, yeah. hunt, that's hunting season yeah, right, right there. Around you should put that on your bio for things. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put it on my resume. <laughs> so, so where were you born then? Um, just in Salt Lake. At, okay. Yeah. Just in, what's that? Salt Lake Hospital. The Salt one Lake in the Regional. avenues. Well, there's. Oh, LDS. 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 Yeah. I was born at Holy yeah. and it's going to be Holy again. They are going to change it back to Holy. It sounds like. Wait, what one's Holy? Holy Cross. Salt Lake Regional. Salt Lake oh, Regional. okay. I see. Uh, they got bought. So purchased. Purchased. Bought and sold. Bought and sold. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. It's part of my company. So. 
Could be. So why did you why did you grow up and go to school? Like grade school, junior high, high school? Um so I grew up out in South Jordan. Um I went to Bingham High School. Beat digger? Uh, yeah. Uh no, no. Uh we are the oh, no, Miners. Miners, that's right. Yeah, South Jordan. Jordan is Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan. That's right. Jordan. The miners. Jordan on State Street's the beat diggers. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you should be. You screwed it up, man. You're so good at mascots. <laughs> Usually I'm pretty good with the mascots. I'm not because I didn't go to school in Utah. You're pretty good for not go- having gone here. Well, oh, I feel like beat diggers is like kind of it's a weird mascot. So it's the one that's going to stick in your head. Weird. See, we went to Granger. Oh, okay. We're Lancers. So we were the that's, okay. another, that's another dumbass mascot, by the way, but at least it's not a beat digger. Hey, well, at least we looks the, cool. We had the Liger when we were and in our junior, junior Valley Junior High. We had the Ligers. Wait, See, is that, that even a real? Is that that's a real animal? That's too. A real okay, animal. well, it's a real man-made concoction. Oh, okay, okay. but it there's a, the stuffed one. Is it? But it was you? real. And when we went to Junior High, it was actually in the lobby, like the mm-hmm. like Shasta, the one from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> the real one was in the school. Shasta was not in Napoleon Dynamite. He was drawing a Liger. Shasta, though. Yeah, Shasta's the one that they bred at the Hogel Zoo. Exactly. But it was not in Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> That's the one that Oh, my hell. We to. are not going to sit here and argue about <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. That is the dumbest show on the planet. It's so good. It's awesome. This is the second week in a row that we've talked about I know. We got to talk it. about last week. I actually listened to your guys' oh, episode. Week? So I, yeah, I but heard the, you guys talk about it, but I'm on Team Napoleon Dynamite. I love it. It's yeah. a classic. Yeah. Bree's like, in a like, 2% club of people like that don't like Dynamite. <laughs> what are you doing today, Napoleon? Anything I want. Gosh. I bet I could throw this over that mountain. There's a there's a guy on TikTok. I can't remember his name. I want to say it's like Bad Napoleon, but I've he, seen yeah, him, he, he looks, looks like, like Napoleon, him. but he like says swear words and, and stuff. Smokes and uh-huh. drinks, and, but he looks like him. And he probably lives somewhere. I don't know. He looks like he lives in Idaho. Preston, like he lives very probably. very rural. But yeah, it's Probably. awesome. So you grew up in the Salt Lake area. What'd you mm-hmm. do after high school? Yeah. So right after high school, um, I moved downtown. My sister actually bought a duplex. So her and I uh, moved into that duplex together and I like lived downtown, in downtown, downtown or just in Sugar House. Sugar House. Yeah. In Sugar House. And I was, um, going to the U for a little bit nice. and, uh, had no idea what I wanted to do. Okay. So, so like a normal college student. Yeah. I don't know why they expect 18 year olds to know what they're supposed to do with their lives. Yeah. Um, that's why I think they should just make junior college, like community college, completely free for yeah. them to continue to get yeah. some general education mm-hmm. and and more exposure. I think and the life prob- experience. The problem with like, you know, middle school and high school is you get electives, but you don't really get yeah. much exposure mm-hmm. with electives those. that you get to choose. Like two. two. Yeah, you get mm-hmm. like two. Well, not only classes. that, but like since you only have two, the people that are choosing it are only picking from two. What we used to tell our daughters is. You know, the people that are picking the classes that you're going to go to, most of those classes, they're choosing to go to those classes. They want that. They're interested in that. Mm-hmm. So the people that you find there are going to have some of the same interests that you have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, But yeah, getting that first bit where you can just get more exposure to, and like you said, life, like mm-hmm. living on your own is such a big part, I think, of, of the growing up experience. Like, I don't think people... There's people that live at home until they're 26 don't truly understand what it's like to be an adult mm-hmm. until they get out on their own. However, it is hard these days because when I went to college, so when I went to the U back in the late 1900s, mm-hmm. I, had an, <laughs> I hate that, the late 1900s. <laughs> I had an on-campus job that paid my tuition and I lived on campus. So my on-campus job paid my tuition and my housing. Mm-hmm. Like now that isn't even fathomable. That isn't even that a didn't possibility. Do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so hard. It's everything's just become so. Mm-hmm unaffordable and 
And, you know, I think that's part of why I stopped going too is, um, it's just, you know, it's hard to support yourself. And unless you're on scholarships, I had a, a couple small scholarships when I started, but, um, well, not enough to sustain me through. You're racking all. up those bills and going, mm-hmm. I don't even know what I want to do with this other than getting into debt. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm doing. Yeah. So what were you studying? Or were you just taking generals? So I was just doing generals. I thought I wanted to go something, um, in the art direction and, um, you know, probably also not super smart because you can't make a ton of money there. But um, yeah, I was just taking generals there. And then um, I switched over to going to um, Slick for a little while. Smart. Also just doing generals, uh, leaning more towards like an accounting direction. Um, total, total change of shift or change of direction there. Um, and then I just ended up, I was working full time and just kind of, kind of petered out. So I, I didn't end up, end, end up getting my degree. And yeah, yeah. That happens. You don't need a degree to exist in this world. I think there is a, I think there's a, a misnomer that people have to have degrees to be successful. But, uh, I can tell you for a fact with like literally 44, it's 44%, I think, when we looked at a few weeks ago of the state has a post-secondary degree. There are plenty of them, like my daughter, that is doing something that doesn't require a degree. Right. Because there aren't jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we've talked about it quite a few times. Really, there's only a few fields that you need that degree. Yeah, well, like Sean wants to be a, a therapist. To do that, you have to have a master's in social work and get a license. Which, but like that's a real long-term goal that she's still contemplating if that's actually what she wants <laughs> to do, like 100%. But like that's a place where you need a, a degree, right? But outside of that, like, you know, taking accounting classes is a really smart thing to do. If you're going to do anything in life, you should do business because mm-hmm. even if you want to be an artist, I mean, you're living it now. Yeah. You have your own business. You're, you, you are an artist and the way you make money, you have to have some sort of business acumen to actually turn that into a revenue generating stream. Mm-hmm. And I definitely do. Yeah. I, I take some experience from those classes and then just my jobs along the way. I've always um, been in administrative roles, so I've had to um, do a lot of bookkeeping along the way and then just help with, you know, general business practices. And so it's definitely been helpful in my business. And so when yeah. did when did you start the the jewelry making business? And um, I started. So I'm actually coming up on my 10 year anniversary. Oh wow! Yeah, next month. Um, technically, I started a year before that, but I don't count that year because I didn't know what I was doing, and you know, doesn't really doesn't really count. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're coming up on 10 years, um, and then I've had uh, my current location that I'm at right now um, for five years. Wow! So how how did you go? You jumping from job to job, doing whatever. What makes you wake up one morning and go, I'm going to make jewelry? Like, <laughs> how did that all kind of come about? Well, I was, um, I was with my old company for about eight years and, you know, I just wasn't super fulfilled by it. And, um, just, I've always been crafty and, um, they have experimented with all sorts of things. I used to, paint and sell shoes on Etsy. I made bath bombs for a little while. Oh, I, I did lino cut prints. I love painted shoes. Yeah, it's it's fun. So I've I've always been crafty, always doing Kinda some doing sort of artistic endeavor. And ends and yeah. They're fun and maybe you make a little bit of money. So you've been selling stuff on Etsy for a long time. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean I had a I had a boom and lemonade stand when I was a kid. I've always just wanted to either oh, make Oh, he must be one of Jeremy's stuff. long lost children. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just some sort of entrepreneurial you know, adventure. But, um, yeah, so I started making jewelry and it just clicked and I fell in love with it. Um, 
and yeah, it just kind of lit a fire. Did you like just pick it up? Did you take a class? Did you just see it? Done? Did you watch <laughs> YouTube like everyone else does nowadays? <laughs> TikTok. Uh, well, well, ten years ago, there probably wasn't a whole. There lot. wasn't. I I was going to say um, a lot of it. You know, I just kind of had to teach myself. Just bought materials from like the craft store and um, started experimenting with it. But then uh, once I started um, getting into soldering, I read as much as I could on the internet and just kind of jumped into it. I um, showed up at our local jewelry supply store. It's called Freshman's. They're, they're not here anymore, but I showed up and I, I had a picture of something. And I'm like, well, I want to make this. And they're like, well, do you have a torch? And I'm like, no. Do you have, <laughs> do you have any of these about? supplies? I'm like, no. Um, so I bought all the stuff I needed, um, did a lot of experimenting. And then um, I discovered a, a material called uh, Goldfield, um, which 10 years ago, there wasn't really anyone working with gold filled. Um, so I kind of had to teach myself. You have to be really careful with like your heat and there's certain limitations to what you can do with it. So yeah, just lots of trial and error. And then, um, along the way, I did end up taking a class, um, at a jewelry studio called Brittany Golden. Um, so I did a silver, just a one day silversmithing class there, but really I, I feel like I've learned the most just from trial and error trial and, and error. just trying to figure it out. And soldering is one of those things that. It isn't hard, but it is. And watching mm-hmm. somebody who knows how to do it, it's like, that looks easy. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it is not hard, it's, but it's really hard to make it look good. Right. It's really easy on a pipe. On a pipe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. You got to get those dimes on the pipe. Got to make it look nice. Yeah. And th- try a circuit board. Oh, I, I'm sure. I'm it's sure that's so minuscule. I remember like, doing circuit boards like in um, junior high. I took a class and we did it and mine was just a puddle of mess afterwards Mm -hmm. so when it comes to like silversmithing and your jewelry are you just hand bending you know pre-designed or or pre like made strands are you doing any like mold injection type stuff where you're actually like heating up metal and then pouring it into molds um, so we're building everything out of wire and sheet. Um, okay. and then we don't have any casting equipment at the shop. Um, but I, in the last few years have started manufacturing, um, some of my jewelry. I have a manufacturer that I use in Thailand and, um, it just, it makes a lot more sense because a big portion of my business is wholesale. So we really need to keep our, our costs at a certain point. So even if I wanted to do all that casting work myself, it just, Cost-wise, wouldn't really make sense. sense. Um, and then you get into um, plating, which there's just some really nasty chemicals involved there, and you'd have to have a bigger, um, you know, kind of manufacturing process for that. So I don't get into that too much, but um, yeah, most everything that we do at the shop is all hand built. That's cool. And I don't want to like so anyone that wants to go see the stuff, you should go check out the website, the thelandofsalt.com. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't want to poo-poo hand made jewelry people like when you go to the markets or you go to a festival and you see handmade jewelry a lot of times it's like wire wrapped things and it's okay but it's not like it doesn't look like super nice jewelry the stuff that you have on your site looks like really nice jewelry like the kind of stuff you'd buy you know not necessarily like precious stones uh in all of it but the kind of stuff that you would buy in a nicer like department store type jewelry mm-hmm. and that's uh that's not typical of handmade stuff yeah usually you go to the the markets and there's the handmade jewelry <laughs> garbage and three booths down is the same stuff two booths down is the same it all looks cheap like it came from china yeah your stuff doesn't look oh, like that thank you <laughs> well you know some of that wire wrapping stuff 
though. That's hard. I can't, I can't do it. I've tried and it's, it, it just, everyone has their different skill set, but it's really taken me a long time to kind of hone in, um, my, my look and, um, you know, my style on the jewelry and, uh, to keep it, you know, looking professional that, that takes a long time. I mean, I'm 10 years in, so it's definitely taken a while to get, get there. And I still feel like I have a long ways to go, too. So do you have a staff, or are you just in a sweatshop by yourself making all this stuff? <laughs> no, she's got a sweatshop in Thailand. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry. Oh, no, I hope it's not. I mean, I'm just kidding. I'm gotta, just kidding. <laughs> I did. I was very careful when I was selecting my uh, manufacturer to make sure that they had uh, good practices, and they do. So that was uh, that was uh, very important to me. But, um, yeah, I do have a staff. I've got um, five production assistants that help me out. They're all part-time. And... Um, so this isn't a this isn't a small business anymore. Like this is well, I feel like it's I mean, small. <laughs> it is, but like you know, most of the time when you talk about handcrafted jewelry, you're not talking about an operation with five employees and and a factory overseas. You're talking about like one person that makes this stuff out of their house or mm-hmm. a small shop and is mostly going to uh, festivals and stuff mm-hmm. to sell it. Mm-hmm. So well, it definitely started out that way, and then it's just grown. Um, we just we do so much wholesale business that I definitely need the sport and I couldn't do it on my own. And also keeping um, retail hours gets to be a bit much, I'm sure, as Julia's mm-hmm. coming to find out. <laughs> um, so I'm really, really grateful so, that I have good help because there was a few years there where it was a little rough. <laughs> how did you get into wholesale? Because that's a thing like you wouldn't think, you know, we like, for instance, uh, Olio um, does a ton of wholesale stuff mm-hmm. now and a lot of white labeling of their mm-hmm. products. Um, and that was something that they grew into over time, but you wouldn't think that, you know, someone that's doing handmade jewelry would be able to get into wholesale and sell their stuff to other vendors that can then say it was handmade by them at, um, you know, at festivals. Comic-Con. <laughs> Um, well, we really got our start. Um, Etsy used to have a program called Etsy Wholesale. So that's really kind of where we started dipping our toes in. And it's pretty unfortunate that they got rid of that program. Um, cause it was, it was good and it had a lot of potential. So we got, um, a good start there. Um, people would just, you'd list your products and people would find you. Um, but the main, um, the main way right now is we sell on fair. Um, so we have about 400 wholesale customers that we sell to probably wow. about 150 or so that are like regulars. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and, uh, we also, we, I, I spend a lot of time seeking out wholesale contacts and, um, staying in contact with them, messaging them, trying to just build our, our contact list. Cause it's, um, fair used to, used to get a lot of organic business from fair, but, um, it's starting to change a little bit. So you really have to, um, seek out that business now. And then we've also gotten, uh, some of our wholesale business from shows. One of my best customers came from a show that I was doing in Chicago. Oh, that's wow. that's really cool. Yeah. Like how many so you have uh five apprentices that that help you make and design stuff. How many folks do you have doing the other side of it with you know running your shop, doing some of the business development on the wholesale side, that sort of thing? Uh just me. <laughs> just me. <laughs> that's a lot of customers. That's a lot of customers from a wholesale standpoint for just you. That's, well, that's you know, crazy. they only order every few months or sure. so. So it's, it sounds like a lot, but it's, you know, it's enough to keep us busy. Um, but yeah, I, I do have a lot of help. You know, I have a photographer that I like to work with on a regular basis and then I handle all of the business side of things and, 
Um, all my production girls, they help run the shop as well. They, um, we kind of just tag team the front of the shop, um, cause they're, they're there working during our retail hours. So it kind of serves a dual purpose. Then it sounds like obviously in Chicago, you're doing shows all over the place or do you do multiple per year or do you only pinpoint a certain number of shows per year? Um, we just have a few that we do throughout the year. So we do one in Chicago, um, San Francisco. Sometimes we'll do LA. Um, and we've done one in New York before. Um, but those are kind of like the main ones that we do. Um, it just has to be, uh, kind of the right show. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise it's not really worth it travel wise to, I know that's what Julia has found with her shop. Cause the first, year even the second year she was doing everything Mm -hmm. like everything and it got to the point where she's like i'm just losing money because Mm -hmm. but i think you have to do that to figure out what does right but that's the thing and that's what i told her i said well do them all and then next Mm -hmm. year you'll know and so the second year she did much less and then this year she's only she's doing pride she's doing Mm -hmm. a couple of the larger key ones but most of her stuff is now at her store she does classes and she does Mm -hmm. things at her store not so much the little pop-up markets and stuff like that but until you do you know you just don't know and the shows you're going to are like big trade shows too right at this point they're craft fairs but they're just a little bit more established craft fairs so they have um you know kind of an established following and they have they kind of know the set numbers of people that will attend. Um, I actually have never done a trade show, but I'm, I'm hoping to do, do something like that this year. So of your products, what's your favorite thing to mm-hmm. produce or make or the favorite thing that you have? Um, gosh, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't really have a favorite. I definitely have certain pieces that I've designed and had manufactured because, that I, that I favor above others just mm-hmm. because it's stuff that I couldn't have, couldn't have handmade. So I, I just really enjoy those pieces. Um, I really love our, um, our Ferris necklace is my favorite. Um, it's just like a little arch necklace with, um, little flush set CZs. But, um, really I, I am kind of a minimalist at heart with my own jewelry. So I really just love, I love all of our, all of our rings. I love our ultra thick ring. It's just a thick, kind of almost a cigar band that's has oh, cool. a hammer texture. Um, our uh, Herkimer diamond ring is kind of what we're known for. We've been making that one for a really long time. It's just really sparkly and pretty. So do you have yeah. men's jewelry too, or is it mostly just women's? Well, I like to say whoever likes my jewelry can wear it. I was just going to say that. I was going to say <laughs> what defines it. Yeah. I, we I make guess. it all the way up to a size 14. But um, I mean, if, if we're not making men's specific jewelry. They're not making fat rings like this. <laughs> the big godfather rings. Most, if you've but gone if you put on one of my elastic earrings, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, you know, if more men came into my shop, then I definitely would. But we just don't get a lot of a lot of men folk in the shop. <laughs> they come in and they look a little lost. They're like, what should I get my significant other? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's it's fun. But I, I I definitely would be interested in exploring that someday. But there's some really great people here in Utah. There's a company. We got my husband's um, wedding ring from a company called Element Ring Co. And I absolutely love what he does. He makes these really cool carbon fiber bands. And- we, oh. we talked to him. Oh, I did think you? he was nice. on the show. Oh, yeah, we did. I think yeah. he was on we did. the show. It was a few years ago. But yeah, we did have him on the show. Yeah. yeah he makes he does really great work. So there's definitely people doing, now doing I'm gonna cool go, stuff. Now I'm going to go look up his uh, see what episode show that, see if that I can was. Find. That was yeah. a couple of years ago. But yeah. Yeah. And he has a location as well. I think it's over um, South Salt Lake area. Yeah. 
some, some I don't remember. I don't even know if he did. I was going to say I don't know that he had. I don't. Pa- is it Patrick Adair? I don't know what his name is, but 2019. He was pre-COVID. <laughs> he was PC. <laughs> everything was last year. Like uh, everything was. Oh, I know. Yeah, Chris keeps saying, "Oh, I think it was about three years ago." I'm like, "No, COVID <laughs> was three years ago, and if, it was before COVID." 2020 is uh, just a time warp. It's just yeah. If it's Patrick, um, and I think it is because Patrick is local and he makes like he does like the meteorite. Uh, rings. Where he the, inlays it. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure that's the It's gotta be. Yeah. yeah, it's such we a. We thought about doing that for Chris, and then when we were getting my, my band designed, we found his, so. Yeah, so episode, if you want to know, it was episode 168. And this episode is 359. So, 200-ish episodes ago. (laughs) Wow. Like, I told you, it was in 2019, so, like, he, he has some really cool stuff. Four years ago. Yeah, Yeah, Patrick is a good guy. Yeah, I, I, my husband's ring is so cool. It's so lightweight too. It weighs nothing. So it's, it's really cool. Yeah, I like, so we got, this is uh, this funny story since we're talking about men's rings and jewelry. So this is my wedding ring. We had our wedding in Hawaii, uh, in Kauai. And we took with us silicone rings so that Mm. we could go out and do why we went to Kauai so we could do all the outdoor stuff. You know, be in the ocean, hike in the, the, in Waimea Canyon, like do all the outdoor things. Well, you know, I don't want my new wedding ring to get lost in the ocean. So I went swimming with it on my finger in the ocean, specifically in an area that was being used by kids to bodyboard that had like cross currents. So like big waves smashing into each other, lost the ring twice in the water before I decided to go take it off and like keep it on land. <laughs> I wore the sil- I wore the silicone ring for the rest of the trip after that. Oh, I thought you were saying the silicone ring. No, no, no. I'm like, that's rare. No, no, no. That's rare for those to fall this, off. This, this guy right here. No, <laughs> in the he's water just twice. A, and he just like takes it off. Yeah. Like last night I was, I was saying like, oh, I'm a little bit swollen tonight. Like my rings are tight. And he's like, we'll just take them off now. And I'm like, no, I'm not by my jewelry box. Mm-hmm. I don't just take my valuable jewelry off and just set it over. Like this ring, like I'll mm-hmm. set it here. And if it gets knocked off or it gets lost, like I might be sad, mm-hmm. but I don't care. But like, I'm not going to take my diamonds off and just like set them down. Oh, <laughs> I'm, too, I, I'm too absent minded to do that. I'll lose it. Well, and then like we have cats. And so <laughs> like if I set something down like this, they'd be like, oh, it's what's shiny. that? Yeah, they would just start playing with it. And then like it gets sucked up in the vacuum or something mm-hmm. like I'd never see them again. So I'm like, no, it stays on my finger until I go into my room and I put it in its spot in the jewelry case. <laughs> and when we travel, like I have a specific spot, they take it off and I put it in. But he's just like, he actually set his, we went on a cruise and he set his on the, like the desk. He just set it there. And I was putting my jewelry away. And so I just put it next to my ring. And then the next morning, and I didn't, I wasn't mean. He was just like, where's my ring? And then he goes, where's my ring? And I was like, oh, I wanted to see if you would ask or if you would like try and pretend like you were like, mm-hmm. you know, knew right, right where it was. <laughs> I was like, it's just next to mine. And- no, because I knew right where I put it. I remember <laughs> these things because I, I didn't have, like here I have. A stupid jewelry thing that's got... I got him a cat with the tail sticking tail. Oh, that's oh, awesome. That's awesome. I, but before bed, I just drop it right on the cat tail, and then it's there in the morning, and it's, it's got its spot. I, I and then by the sink, we use the little box that we used to hold our mm-hmm. rings for the wedding that says Mr. and Mrs. Mm-hmm. I just have that there so he can just put it in there. Oh, that's a good idea. I haven't been able to wear a ring since the incident. Oh, yeah. Well, they get a new ring. No, I, need, I, I need to know what the incident is. Uh, so a few years ago, Jeremy, Jeremy tried was... Jeremy finger off. Jeremy was trimming uh, hedges with a uh, electric trimmer Ooh. and almost cut his damn finger. It, it oh was hanging. Gosh. It was like, <gasps> but it's my ring finger and they almost had to cut the ring finger off. So I'm at the hospital and they're like, 
they're like, it's pretty swollen. And the, the ER nurse took some string, wrapped it around it, mm-hmm. and pulled it. Oh, and nice. And it came off, but my fingertip was dangling. Oh, gosh. Anyway, the reason why I can't is anything around there, and it feels like I stuck my finger in a light socket. Oh, because like your nerves are all messed up. Because there's no feeling at the end. Can you, can you do it with like a silicone ring that's not metal? It's the, it's a pressure thing. Yeah. It's just, oh, I, the silicone doesn't really, I like it's not. Like anyway. it just you should just wear something on your, wear it on your other hand. Put it on your birdie finger and be like, yeah, yeah. I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like talking to a guest about jewelry and discovering Jeremy's nerve damage in his right from the incident. It, it was well, so, I mean, if it's wild. called the incident, I mean, that sounds pretty well, intense. It, I needed to know. It happened, and I was at the hospital when you guys were at Comic-Con, yep. and we were supposed to be podcasting. Mm-hmm. So they're at Comic-Con, and I'm at the hospital, like, sending messages and pictures. <laughs> and It was funny, because, like, I think either that same year or the next year, my mom did the, almost the exact same thing. Oh. I'm like, what the hell are you people doing? You gotta be careful. You gotta be careful that's with those power tools. That's why I don't do yard work. He was at <laughs> least wearing leather gloves. He would have lost. Oh, I had leather. Yeah, I had mm. full leather gloves. Yeah, if he hadn't had the leather gloves on, oh, he would have lost it his finger. Oh my right gosh, off. that's so scary. It was in my, it was like rattling around in my glove. Oh jeez. Anyway. <laughs> that's horrifying. <laughs> Just think of making jewelry after that. I know. I, I'm very careful with all my tools. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, just you just endure the pain of getting a tattoo. Tattoo a ring on my finger. Do you ever do uh, custom design stuff for people? Um, not historically, but it's um, something I'm wanting to do more of this year. Um, I I definitely feel like my time is freed up a little bit more, so I have a little bit more capacity for that. Sweet. And so uh, you do do workshops, though, right? You do, yeah, do. we do do, do. do do workshops. Um, so we actually only offer two workshops right now. We offer a silversmithing workshop, which is just, you know, you learn traditional silversmithing, um, do a ring or a pendant. And then we also have a stacking rings workshop where you can make kind of the thinner, uh, more stackable rings. But the unique thing about that is you get to work with the gold field. So oh, um, cool. there's not very many places in Utah where you get to do gold field workshops. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. That is cool. So I want to know about your husband. I know this is about your <laughs> shop, but I know you, you have, I read, uh, when I was looking at your website mm-hmm. the other day, I read, you know, you have a blurb about your husband specifically, uh-huh. like a whole paragraph. Well, on he's got to so. earn that 1% ownership <laughs> of the land of salt, you know. Uh, but yeah, so his name's Nick. Um, we've been married for six years now. We actually just had our anniversary last month. Um, and he worked in banking, but he's a very, very creative person. Um, He's just basically good at everything that he does. Creative banking. Yeah. Yeah. Like you in trouble these days. <laughs> yeah. No, he, uh, he's pretty straight with the banking, but, um, he, uh, he's just, he's just good at everything. You know, he's a very talented artist. Um, his dad is a woodworker. Um, so he builds customer furniture primarily for like designers in Park City. So, uh, Nick's been around a lot of woodworking his entire life. So nice. he's, he's good at all that kind of stuff. We just bought a fun new toy. Um, earlier this week, we bought a thing called a Shaper Origin. It's like a, a kind of like a CNC machine. So oh, wow. we're going to make some fun stuff with that. Hopefully some jewelry displays. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But he, he's awesome. How fun. How'd you guys meet? We met on MySpace. <laughs> oh, that dates you. That dates yep. you right there. Chris and I met in a chat room. Ooh. A radio station chat yeah. room. A radio station. I didn't know that was a thing. Wow. Radio station chat room. But yeah, we met back when I was like 18, so really young. Um, we only dated for a couple months and then um, went our separate, separate ways. Um, I had a starter marriage. Me too. Oh, nice. But mine was 15 years. <laughs> well, that, that 
I can still count as a sober <laughs> marriage. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got married and then he was in a long-term relationship. And then, um, when me and my ex-husband got divorced, um, I, I was like, Oh, that guy was nice. I should see what he's up to. So I hit him up on, on Facebook this time. Yeah. It, MySpace was MySpace dead. is gone. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's still there and there's some really fun music videos on MySpace. <laughs> It's I just would be rappers scared to see. Music There's some really interesting videos on MySpace. <laughs> Is it? Did they try to turn it to like a music service, right? Uh huh. For a long yeah. time. Yeah. Um, no more Tom though. Oh, Tom's just living the good life. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Just man. Enjoying his that guy walked away with a golden parachute, right? I'm sure I, he probably did the perfect thing. Just sold the company and was out of there. The question is, who was the guy who that picture was of? I, that was Tom. I think that was really Tom. That was not really the the founder of. I think MySpace. it was, but I, I could be wrong. That's a fact. I'm gonna look. That, I'm gonna fact check it right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna fact check that. So anyway, so you you uh, reach out to him on Facebook instead yep. of MySpace. Yep, this time. yep, exactly. And then we went out, and we have been together ever since. Um, we dated, I think, for about five years before we got married. So yeah, we've been together since 2011. Oh, we got you beat. We dated for what twelve years before we got married. Yeah, technically. I mean, oh wow, COVID slowed us down a little bit. A little bit, but not much. We wait. We waited until my kids were through college. But, but wow. that's a good way to be able to get bigger grants. Uh. Is when your mom is is your single mom because mm-hmm. even though my ex husband is very much a part of their lives and, mm-hmm. and participates, you don't have to count his income. Right. But and so it was a, it was a strategy play. It was very much <laughs> when a strategy. When I went to college, you had to count your parents' income if they were married to someone or if they weren't both parents, even if they were divorced. And that really fucked me. Yeah, mm. you, you did get screwed. So your mom married a jackass. I right made before. sure that we took advantage of the system for the kids. Yeah, this year. I mean, we 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 we've lived together. But for you guys did put off the wedding because of COVID. Yeah. So you would have been married the year. So before. So we got engaged in 2019, right? Mm-hmm. So we August went to on the cruise. We went to Alaska in 2019 with these guys and one other couple. A whole bunch of us were supposed to go, and then various things happened. But we hiked the Mendenhall Glacier. And got engaged on the glacier. Oh, wow. And then we had planned to get married just the next year. 2020. <laughs> but then COVID hit, so right. we didn't get married until um, 2020. 10, 10, 21. Yes. Oh, nice. I always want to say 2012 for some reason. She wouldn't let me do it at 10, 10 in the morning, though. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to get married 10, 10. I was like, we're getting married at 11. It's fine. But um, but then we, went, we went to Kauai and got married. But oh, yeah, wow. it, it was all so. Did you elope or was it? Oh, no. no, we actually took these two, we the invi- two that were with us, and all of the people that were supposed to go on the original cruise. Mm-hmm. We there invited were 36 30, of us. 32 of our best friends came with us. Oh, that's, that's a big group. 32, yeah. 36. So des- wow. destination yeah. wedding. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I didn't know how many people would come. I was kind of surprised, honestly, that everyone mm-hmm. Pretty like, much almost everybody that we invited came. Um, his best friend, her, her dad ended up passing away right before or like she canceled all of her stuff the week before because her dad was going to die. Yeah. From and I think he died like right before we left and her mm, dog was dying. Too bad. <laughs> oh, so, um, I think she was the only one that, that we really missed that didn't, that didn't come. That wasn't able to come. Yeah. His daughter got COVID right before and couldn't come. Couldn't oh, that oh. sucks so bad. Right? But she didn't care about our wedding. She just was sad she couldn't she come. She wanted to go on the trip. Like it was the twenty. It was like the twenty-four or the forty-eight hour COVID test before you uh-huh. go. She tested positive. Oh, so gosh. like right before. Yeah. And we were already in Hawaii because she was coming a day or two later. Mm-hmm. She calls up. I tested positive. Oh man, so, you yeah. probably can't get like flight refunds or anything at that well, point. Well, yeah, no, because this was during, oh COVID, so, yeah. So yes, they were good about mm-hmm. shipped and stuff, but still. 
Yeah, she was she was actually going to fly out. We'd actually talked to my younger daughter who was flying out with my mom after we were already there as well. And they were like, I, I was like, you guys can all kind of watch each other or whatever. Or but anyway. So, yeah, yeah uh, Tom Anderson, that is his picture from when he was younger. Oh, see, oh. she's right. He does still exist. He has not died yet. I'm sure there's like an interview with him out there somewhere. Or, I don't oh, know. I'm sure Probably living lots. on his own private island somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> his own private Idaho? I don't know, man. I don't he, know. Well, that's what I heard started, when you started to say that. He started Friendster as well. I don't know if you remember Friendster. Oh, my Friendster. hell. That's going back. Uh, I've heard of it, but I don't really know anything about when it. Facebook was first starting, Friendster was the real competition. Oh. Uh, like, because MySpace and Fa- like Facebook ended up just stealing all of MySpace's good shit. But MySpace was like the crossover between, like, do you remember? You, you might not, but you might. GeoCities, like the website building service yeah. and like TriBuild and stuff. And MySpace was kind of the way to bring that to the masses, I guess, and like build your own environment. But that was like the days of LiveJournal as well. Yeah. I'm dating myself. No, I I have probably have a live journal out there somewhere. Not if you haven't Don't even want to know about it. Not if it. you haven't been on it okay. for a while. Thank you, they got goodness. Rid of it. Yeah, I think when MySpace reformatted anything that was on there was, mm-hmm. was gone. Yeah, it's probably sadly. for the best. I don't even want to know what kind of crap I was posting on there. Back <laughs> in the day. I mean, that would be like, when you were your angsty teen. Oh, I was very angsty. <laughs> it would be really good to like go back and be able to see like what the hell was I like how who was I? Back in those days, like what what did I think was important to portray in that arena? Because mm-hmm. Facebook, by the time Facebook, like I really started using Facebook, it was you know fifteen years. I didn't ago, even I maybe. didn't even do stuff like that because I got married and started having kids. So yeah, and see, I was in a long term relationship where I didn't get on social media at all as it was developing because you know I had my friends and my person in like real life and then unlike now when we say, broke up and i was like oh i gotta get on social media i gotta get it out there so that i, I can find people people's whole lives are social media now mm-hmm. it's crazy well i'm surprised how many people meet not just online like you met your husband on myspace mm-hmm. slash facebook but tinder oh yeah there's a lot no, of that's people the new thing or bumble yeah i know a lot of people and not just like hookup meet but like yeah I know, it's not just a it, it was for a while but it's it's not anymore i think I think COVID changed a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But like, I know a lot of people that married people they met on Tinder mm-hmm. and are in committed long-term relationships with kids. Yeah. Farmersonly.com. They're in relationships with kids? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's terrible. Weird. That's weird. Well, like Paige. They Paige, should really be in relationships with Paige other Paige met her husband on <laughs> Tinder, which is really is weird. Is Farmersonly.com still a thing? I don't know. <laughs> I think it is because we were living with my parents last year while our house was under construction and... Um, <laughs> I definitely saw some ads come up for it. On, what about yeah. what about Christian? His parents still watch. Well, TV you know they watch like Fox Thirteen, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Fox Thirteen channels. is good though. I'll take that. Uh, well, Christian, I don't, yeah, I don't know. They're watching. Yeah, the Christian Mingles parent stuff. Farmers only. <laughs> I'm doing it oh, in no. incognito. This episode oh, no. is brought to you by FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> uh, it still exists. <laughs> you don't I think, have I think to be. Maya lonely. would do that. She she. Huh? She's a sh- she wears shit kickers. Who? Maya. Yeah, Maya. She's not Roan. She's not. I know Roan. Those, she's not those girls are all. Those they girls are. are all shit kickers. Farmers only. They're all farmers only. Put their man. Yeah. That was a period of like four years where there were just a million of these websites. They were all owned by the same company. Mm-hmm. Christian Mingle, Farmers Only. They were all the same company that owned them all. This is your specific site. They were smart though. I mean, they made money. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. They made a lot of money. So we have got a long way away from Julie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why you had. This farmers happens, only. by the way. This, this does, I asked you about your husband, and then oh, yeah, we yeah. somehow got to Farmers so, Only. So what's on the horizon? What's new? What's coming up for you? Um, well, I'm getting the itch to start something else. Not, I'm not going to leave jewelry, but I want to just start a new, a new venture. Um, so I don't quite know what that is yet, but, um, we're thrown around doing something in the food space. I'd really love to have my husband in on something. He loves hot sauces like more than anything. We've had some of the hot sauces, chili beak, some oh, of those yeah. other guys on the show. Oh, nice. That would be cool. Yeah, so I, I want to do something, but we're we're not quite quite sure yet. But kind of in the brainstorming era, and then um, just I I love doing what I'm doing with the jewelry. I'd love to keep growing um our wholesale clientele. Um, I'd love to delve into doing some fine jewelry at some point. I don't know if I would do it under under the name of the Land of Salt, but um. Yeah, just interested in exploring like that. Shane Company. Then you can have a friend in the diamond business. You know, I just <laughs> recently found out that Shane Company is not just a Utah yeah, company. It's not local. No, but isn't, isn't I heard that? an ad and they had the whole spiel yeah, with a ex- different street. It wasn't and, on the corner of 7200 South and State Street. And in Denver, was... they're open on Sundays. Oh, that, yeah. That is the absolute genius of the Shane Company yep. because they are all over the damn country. Yeah. But people think. And people have no idea because they don't advertise that they're a giant national mm-hmm. jewelry company. You can so, find us anywhere. <laughs> like there, it is. You can shop online, which everyone's got an online store, so no one thinks about that. But it's like we're at this place in town, and it's the only location. There's not three of them. Like in Denver, there's not three of nope, them. Just there's one, one. Mm-hmm. and so they can put them in all these other cities. And like, but it's the same commercial. Yeah, yeah it's the yeah, exact it's, same commercial. It feels so end. weird. It feels wrong hearing it with different streets. Yeah. And so in Denver. And they're open on Sunday. And so here it's on the corner of Saturday, Street, to, Saturday and Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> Monday and... 7200 South and State Street. Monday through Friday till something, way. Saturday till something close. Yeah. Sunday in Denver, it's Saturday and Sunday till one till whenever. whatever. So I will give you this hint. If you do happen to go to Shane Company, just drive behind them, that little like strip mall that's right behind mm-hmm. the Shane Company here uh-huh. in Salt Lake. Sagato's Bakery is there, and they are that New Zealand bakery that has the best sausage rolls and or meat pies. just keep driving up the street a little bit and go to Lim Jeweler, because they are local. That is true. Lim Jeweler is local. Yeah. Right. And Bohemian's Kitty Corner. So you yeah. can get a diamond ring, yeah, go to Bohemian. The- as yeah. as you do when you buy a diamond ring, I like yeah. to get drunk first, or or, or get drunk <laughs> afterwards to ease, ease the pain. What was the that diamond? We went to Diamonds. Direct. So we went to Diamonds Direct and we and we designed my ring because mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm very booze. particular. I don't like halos. I think that they cheese it up. Like there are certain things that I liked, and so I designed my ring. And then they left Utah because there wasn't mm-hmm. they didn't have enough business. And I'm like, well. Now I need a band, and so my friend recommended Lim, and we took it in, and mm-hmm. I gave it to them, and they matched it really they, well. They did a really good job of matching my band to my because it has um really intricate what's it called mill on the work. Side, milling work on mm-hmm. the on the sides of mm-hmm. it, and so I kind of wanted it to match. Some you of guys that. don't do anything like that, right? We mill don't. Work. No, we're not. We're not that fancy. Maybe that's what you should get someday. into is mill work on your <laughs> <laughs> on our new ma- ma- yeah. machine. <laughs> No, I, I, yeah, I, I'm not quite sure, you know, what direction we're going to go in, but definitely want to just keep growing and, and, you know, dip into some new things. And I think too, you know, I would never want to become a, something like the Shane Company. I think, I think there's definitely space for independent designers. Oh, for and sure. I'd really want to fall into that category, you know, with, with social media, you know, you can pretty much do 
hey, reach any market. It's, you, if it's, well, the right it's market. fun to be able to go in and, and make your own, like have an idea mm-hmm. and take it to somebody who knows what to do with it and mm-hmm. have them flesh it out because mm-hmm. I couldn't actually design this ring. But I could start somewhere and say, I don't like this. I like this. I don't like that. I like this. And have somebody who knows what they're doing bring it all up and draw it all up for me and say, is this what you're picturing? And then I say yes. And then, mm-hmm. you know, then it's my ring that mm-hmm. I design. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever fancy yourself as like eventually being like a Vera Wang or uh, I don't know, some of those other jewelry designers? No, yeah. because she wouldn't be Vera Wang. She'd be yeah. Erica Hogan. Well, yeah, but... I don't, is, I don't even think, I don't think of Vera Wang for jewelry. Wouldn't she be more like, like it's dress, dresses? it's wedding dresses. He yeah. just pulled oh. something Vera, out of his Vera ass. Wang designs jewelry. The K Jewelers has stuff designed by Vera, Vera Wang. <laughs> but that, like, you know what I mean? Cause there's like a bunch of like okay, very famous. That's stuff with Vera designers. Wang's name on it that a jewelry designer designs <laughs> and she know. goes, yes. No. Yes. <laughs> no. No. She might be into jewelry design. She's trying to. She's talking about branching out from jewelry making to hot sauce. That's yeah, a it's, it's a big. big step. It's a big pivot. But I don't. know. I just want to. I think really, I'm interested. I love. Um, I love business, and I love small business, and um, I think that there's just so many different creative products that you can do. And like I said, you know, I don't want to be a big crazy mm-hmm. corporate anything or i don't want to be like some famous thing i really just want to make cool shit and uh <laughs> support other people making cool shit and you're in the right it all together you know and yep. yeah utah's a great place for it we have such an amazing um maker community and um just so many creative people here i think it's you know it's in our blood it's in our pioneer blood um, we're all very industrious and mm-hmm. um yeah i think it's pretty cool so how do people get a hold of you where's your shop um, so we've got our website, um, where we, where you can purchase anything. Um, our shop is located on 900 South and 2nd East. Is that um, your address? Yes. 900 South. Well, our address is 177 East to 900 South, Suite A. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, uh, we're in the Maven District. Um, that's kind of the name of the little neighborhood that we're in. Um, it's a very cool area. There's actually the highest concentration of women owned businesses on our block. You're kind of over awesome. by time and place, right? Um, no, that's, time and that's place a ninth is ninth and ninth. Well, we're pretty close to them. We're about two blocks away from okay. there. Yeah. So we're right next door to normal ice cream and okay. Kudakur. Um, you said, and Randy's oh. Records. Oh yeah, so you're by the Harvey Milk. Yeah. Okay. Well, Harvey Milk's Ninth South. No, okay, so but that's where Time and Place is. Is on Ninth yeah. South. They're yeah, ninth and, Har- they're she, ninth and ninth. She's like right between like the crossover between Harvey Milk and are you um, towards Ninth and Ninth? Liz- I can't no, no she's in the Maven district. Yeah, she's yeah. ninth east and like second. No, ninth, ninth south. south. Ninth south. <laughs> I'm an idiot. No, you're good. You're good. But uh, yeah, so it's it's closer to State Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right it's by all Randy's the, Records. The record shop. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they're they're an institution. They've been there forever. Um, and they're building uh, a new development right across the street from us. So there's going to be even more retail coming in across the street. So it's a pretty cool little, little yeah, that area. area. Is a fun little area. It is. And um, the people that own our building, they own a lot of the buildings right in that immediate area and they have a really good vision um isn't there a cat coffee shop right there yes tinker's cat cafe we every time we drive past we're like we should go in there it's fun i've been in there they have coffee and they like and kitties their cats 
The, coffee and kitties. It is kind of separated. The coffee shops on one side and then the cat areas yeah, on I the think other side. You can bring your mix. coffee into the other yeah. side. Yeah, I think you can't, you can't they bring can't the cats into the coffee side. Or, they can't have cats they can't get a license. around where they're making the coffee. Like on Because <laughs> cats will do it. They don't give a shit. They'll do whatever they'll they want. They'll just jump up on the counter and be like, yeah, I don't care. Yes. <laughs> it's a very cat, cat attitude I was, to have. For some reason, I was like, oh, she's like, what? that's like all houses where you're at. Because I was thinking Ninth East and Second South for some reason. And I'm like, that's all houses like mm-hmm. i think there's an old albertson's there that might be something different like mcfrugal's but i don't think i think it's a big <laughs> lots now because mcfrugal's hasn't been around forever you're you're actually still a little too high that's seventh east isn't it ironically um, i lived on ninth east second south like a few houses ago and there's yeah it's just houses and chigoya market is right yeah, there it's a yeah. little like corner shop well see and i lived over by ninth and ninth when i was much younger but i lived on like mcclellan and like Eighth South, mm-hmm. roughly like Kitty Corner from that Smiths kind of. Mm-hmm. The scary Smiths, the Stabby Smiths, Stabby Smiths. Yeah. <laughs> oh geez, <laughs> yeah, that is a. F- it's it's a literally. Bit I think now, that's what people but, call it, the Stabby Smiths. Yeah, it's not a. There's a lot of stabbings there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Smith wants to be known for that, the do they? Smiths. The Stabby well. Smiths. <laughs> yeah, they can take it. <laughs> so. Uh, okay, one more question for you, and then we'll uh, we'll read our our awesome card and let you go. Um, so you've lived in Utah your whole life. What is the most, uh, interesting or unique thing that you have discovered in your time in Utah? Oh, um, goodness. <laughs> this is hard. Um, well, re- I know it's cliche and probably everyone's given this answer, but we just really have the most amazing, um, landscape here. Um, everything is within such close range. I absolutely love um, I love San Rafael Swell area. I think it's just beautiful. Moab. I just, we're so spoiled with, mm. with our nature. It's very true. If you ever lived in a place like Nebraska. <laughs> oh, I um, couldn't. I couldn't do it. It sucks. It's flat and boring as shit. Or Texas. <laughs> you ever lived in Texas? Texas is flat and boring. Nothing but <laughs> cotton fields and oil fields and dirt. Cows. At least West Texas. Yeah. cattle. Good food it's, though. I just, I just got back from Texas a couple months ago and so much good food down there. Sometimes. sometimes. It depends, depends on, on the area. part of Texas. But every town mm. in Texas has a damn steakhouse with the steak challenge. I swear to God. Mm. Like, put this 72 ounce porterhouse down with the baked potato and salad and rolls. I'm like, who can fucking eat that? Like 72 <laughs> ounces. And it's always one scrawny dude back in the 80s because yeah. that's the picture on the wall. <laughs> it's Napoleon Dynamite. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it's Uncle Rico. That is such a big ass. Grandma said you need to go home because you're eating all our steaks and ruining our lives. Like those, like four and a half pound steaks. Like who puts four and a half pounds of meat down their gullet? I mean, they get a free t shirt. Who wouldn't? There, there is literally nothing that I would do for a free t shirt. (laughs) Like I turn them down for, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Free t-shirts are not my gig either. I'm with you. All right, so we're gonna read our. Uh, I don't know what are we. We should our weekly. I tell you what it is. It's in the box. That it's these... so spiritual as fuck. But yeah. I want. But I would rather call weekly it affirmations. Else. Okay, that's good. We'll just the call it the weekly affirmation. affirmation. Stop looking for happiness in the same place you lost it. Oh, that's, that's a good one. I mean, sometimes it works though because she, well, she used Facebook instead of MySpace mm-hmm. to find it. Wasn't happy. the Got same out of her starter marriage. She's so. the same person, but it wasn't the same place. It's also, good. I my starter marriage. He's a 
great guy. Just have to throw so that mine. out there. Yeah, yeah my starter merge is great guy. In fact, just, he came over for Easter. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's but good. yeah, um, okay, so that's good. You you did you couldn't go back to MySpace because it was probably it was probably yeah then. I think it was gone. It was it was Music Central at that time. Uh, quit going back to people, places, and things that make you unhappy. Were you sad when you were getting drunk all the time? Quit that. Not really. Actually, I'm usually pretty happy when I'm drunk. Do you, th- <laughs> do you drink every time you see that friend, even though you don't want uh, don't want to drink because it makes you sad? Quit that friend. Does Forever 21 make you feel fat? Tell Forever 21 <laughs> to fuck off. Wow, that is rather pointed. I don't know that they've ever called someone out in one of these yet. But Well, and I feel like Forever 21 has like... Big sizes no. too. No, the biggest sizes at Forever Twenty One are still for tiny. Yeah, people. Your, oh, are they? your daughters are tiny. You got to oh, keep yeah. that in mind. Uh, does that uh, lover leave you feeling unlovable? Don't go looking for love from that lover. It may not be easy, but it's simple as fuck. There you go. Your That's daily a, affirmation. I can't believe they called out like a business. <laughs> no, that was very specific. Clearly, they were wronged, or someone that someone they who wrote was that. Wronged. They were a big person. Whoever wrote this specific one was a big person and can't find what they want at Forever Twenty One. I, I can't just because some of it's pretty crappy. Yeah, most of it. They're not. They have the eighties. They have the eighties prom dresses that came back. Let me tell oh, you, no. like the big sleeves. Oh, no. and the- oh, yeah. I was trying to get Sean to buy one for graduation. She wouldn't do it. I kept Savers. Like Go to Savers, out. get the real thing. <laughs> Not an eighties knockoff. It is from the. I actually had mine for forever because I thought that <laughs> might, they might want them for like a costume, and then I was like, "Why am I keeping this shit?" We did the eighties party on the cruise. It would have been really fun to have one I of have those dresses. To, I have to tell this story, and we get there, and like. People like on carnival cruises, people go the eighties night in particular, people really like get dressed up for, which is a lot of fun. And like we had uh, the Hart brothers from, you know, the wrestlers. Uh-huh. Um, um, the two guys that the were two dressed guys up like were that. dressed up like the Hart brothers, but a couple dudes, uh, dressed up like butt rockers, uh, <laughs> nice. with, like full on with blow up guitars. There was everything. like a, there was a guy that was dressed as Bob Ross. Uh huh. Oh, there was a, awesome. there was a dude as, that came as Devo. Oh, that's awesome. The, the, yeah. With the, the hat, hat. Yeah, the hat and everything. It was so great. So, yeah. That but was... apparently the way that I dressed was like Napoleon Dynamite. Deb? Yeah. Like oh, Deb. She was rocking the was, leg mad. warmers. I was full mad. She had the jelly bracelets. She had side ponytail. Yeah. Side ponytail. But I didn't have a scrunchie in it. I had a bow. Mm. But she got lots of good comments on her outfit. So it was fun. I'm going to, you guys are going to have to show me some pictures of these outfits. I don't know that we have a full one, but we might have a couple. Yeah. <laughs> They're great. They're so good. Uh, and that's going to do it for the night. Um, you guys can follow us at TNU Podcast or uh, go out to our website, thenewutah.com or hotdog-water.com. All takes to the same place. Yep. I don't know. I might uh, do a separate page for hotdog-water.com. Just do its own thing. Yeah, just some pictures of hot dogs in water. <laughs> That's all it is. I don't. So I saw a video where some. Th- there's a lot of videos of dickhead kids, um, like replacing the water in oh. their parents' Keurigs with various things. I oh. saw that. And and some kid replaced it with hot dog water. <laughs> Boiled a pack of hot dogs and then poured the water oh, in the Keurig. It's fucking nasty. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't think I have a good 80s picture. You might have a better I have, one. I have a few. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll bust them out in a second. Um, uh, Folk Hogan uh, has some shows coming up. I, they're going on a tour, I yes. saw, and they're looking specifically for a couple of uh, cities that they're going to be traveling through. But they do our intro and outro music. Um, if you've never seen them do a live show, you really should because they're amazing. Um, they're our age, so you know, don't feel they're bad. They're not either. They're younger than us. 
Eh, well, they're much. younger than Jeremy and I. <laughs> they're your age. Well, that's not hard. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they <laughs> Only grandmas and grandpas. Oh, wait. Jeremy is a grandpa. That's right. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Old grampy Jeremy. Grampy Jeremy. Well, you guys have a uh, have a good week. And um, apparently, don't, don't go to Forever it. 21. And don't drink that. hot dog water. Yeah. <laughs>